Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is AEW Weekly. I am Dr. Damien Gibson, and joining me, as always, is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else. It's Sir Matthew Kayfabe. The kayfabe thing is becoming more and more problematic, isn't it? It's becoming a noose. It's becoming a lie. We're lying to the audience. <laughs> what are you? What are you talking about? Because we're going to launch a new segment today in which I do the opposite of kayfabe because I paid for a Meltzer subscription. Um, yeah, but Dave Meltzer exists in kayfabe. There's mm. Meltzer drivers and... Yeah, but... You know? He doesn't write it. Well, he actually does write about kayfabe. He's kind of a weird guy, um, is what I'm learning mm. from having this subscription for two weeks. Wow. Uh, a wrestling fan who's a weird guy. Who would have thought? <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, do we want to see what Dave... We'll have to come up with, like, a, a segment name for this or something. Something better than Dave's Corner. I seem to call everything something corner. <laughs> I, do, I I want there to be a sting. Like, that's what I want. Not And oh. not the elderly wrestler. I want like a... All right. That, cool. Yeah, um, cool. Great. Like an <laughs> I mean, old, I can't yeah. do that now on the spot, but like we can, oh. we can look into that. It would be nice if you anticipated a little bit more, but that's fine. Um, we'll work that out. Um, so, it's, it's a relatively light week. Um... He sort of he's he's run through the St. Patrick's Day Slam, which I'm pretty excited about, uh, mm-hmm. and pointed out that the Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa Lights Out match is the first ever AEW Women's Main Event. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so that's a big deal. Um, and given these are the two women that AEW has given us a reason to care about, I think it's uh, very exciting. Did and they announce got- that on Dynamite? Yeah. And they announced oh, they announced that. they announced Moxley versus Ki- and Kingston versus Gallows and Anderson, hmm. uh, Cody versus Penta Al Zero Mieta Mieto. I don't. Know. I'm into uh, that feud. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's a feud that um, I didn't think you know. Like it was just one of those feuds where like Penta came out of the audience this week, and I was like, oh, fuck, cool. That's why the Lucha Brothers aren't wrestling also, together because uh, Penta's going to get a singles run, which is cool. And how cool was it that he did it in Spanish and had the the translator? It, yeah, it was more, so cool. More of that, more of that, man. So much more of that. Yeah. Uh, and they've also got Bear Country and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt versus Matt Hardy and Private Party and Butcher and Blade, who are now yeah. aligned. Which I was a little bit disappointed about because I liked the Butcher and Blade being part of the Kingston family, but I guess now Eddie's a face. A yeah. face with prison flashbacks. Uh, he can't have the the weird gimp man and the the butcher. Yeah, and Jade Cargill is going to wrestle again. Oh, cool! Because she was yeah, she did really well uh, at um, what was it called? Watch out for the shack attack or whatever the- that Wednesday night was called. <laughs> yes, that was something. Sh- something crossroads. Like that. Crossroads. Crossroads. It was called. Yeah, that was a anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, 
they he points out that with the breakup of the inner circle, the key programs are going to be MJF and Wardlow versus Jericho and Guevara and FTR versus Santana and Ortiz, which is going to be great. Hang on, sorry. Did you say Jericho versus Sammy? No, Jericho and Sammy. So MJF oh, and right. Wardlow versus Jericho and Guevara. Right, right. Uh, Khan's run down the schedule of the new programming. Khan! Um, he he mentioned that the one-hour show will be on TN. The, the new show will be on TNT. So that's in right. prime time, which is exciting. Okay. And, Do uh, we have a, a day yet? No. Um, okay. Serena Deeb's just had uh, surgery on her knee, and Anna Jay's had shoulder surgery. Uh, big swell when we were talking about her being injured the other day, whether she was injured. She had a, a flare-up of Crohn's disease. Yeah, I saw her talking um, about this on Instagram. Which is pretty crap. Um, and then in Being the Elite, uh, not much happened, but according to Meltzer, but uh, Matt Hardy is in a depression after losing to Adam Page. Uh, the Dark Order figured Page was rich from getting Matt Hardy's quarter one income, so they stole his credit card and got gifts for him. But because he was turning <laughs> down Hardy's money, he's now got a financial problem because they spent so much. <laughs> um, and that's uh, and and Makieto uh, appeared because the Dark Order were mourning the loss of Anna Jay, and Makieto said, "Hello, motherfuckers," and they got really excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they had like quite a bit of back and forth uh, on Twitter and stuff, right? Like John Silver and Makiito were like going back and forth, almost sort of flirtatiously. Yes, on Twitter that I saw. It's it's going to be good because she's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, she might have been. Um, I think she might have been the thing that I enjoyed the most uh, on the episode this really? week. Yeah, I think so. I mean, just like she's very you know, charismatic. Yeah, man. Like when she came out and kept doing the singing, even though the match had started, and listening to like Tony and Excalibur, le- like legitimately pissed themselves laughing mm. out of something that I, I mean, I, I assume they weren't prepped as to that was what was going to happen. Yes. Um. And it also it also helped me, and I think I might kind of just have closure on this. So this may be the last time I bring it up, mm. but I feel like it probably won't be. <laughs> but I think I've worked out what it is about JR that I don't like. <laughs> so you but, have so mentioned I'm, this I'm on reading, every episode so far. So well, yeah, yeah, but well, I have because, like, you know, the usual reasons he doesn't want to be there. I don't want him to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? Let's just break up. I don't understand. Why are we still in this relationship, Jim? You fucking hate it. I fucking hate it. Let's just end it. I don't understand why you're putting me through this pain. Anyway, he doesn't have a sense of humor. He just has no sense of humor. Whenever there's any levity or anything whatsoever, Tony gets it. Excalibur always gets it. Jim just... And and this was... Makiito coming out was the perfect example. He went dead silent. And then... He's that he's the kind of person who has no sense of humor but thinks that he's really funny <laughs> because he's been on the TV in the past and someone's probably told him like oh you're you're pretty funny <laughs> because he can hold his own with like Jerry Jerry Lawler You've gone or, you know you've gone I mean? really like, deep on the psychological profiling of Jim Ross here I'm digging it I'm reading his book as well at the moment so that's probably not helping <laughs> I'm reading his first book <laughs> You hate him so much, and you're like, well, and I, I've had mm-hmm. to like listen through the back episodes of his podcast uh, on re- repeat. No, I uh, start. That's where this is where the hatred came from. Is his podcast, right? Oh, really? I loved Jim. Yeah, I loved Jim. Right, the, but pre AEW, loved him. Then he started doing the podcast, and every week, I think I started telling you about <laughs> it. It was either you or David. Every week, like he would come on. There'd be like 10 minutes of him being nice to Conrad and then something would happen and he would just flip and he would rant about wrestling the way I rant about Jim Ross, right? But then, he, <laughs> you know, he'd like have a go at marks and all fans are marks and no one understands the business and blah, 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 blah. And after about five weeks of that, I was like, fuck this. I'm not listening to this anymore. <laughs> then he popped up on AEW and I was like, oh, well, he won't like he won't be like that on television. And he absolutely has been. Um, but yeah, he just... He made there was no response to the Makiito intro at all, and then 
when she finally gets in the ring, he tried to make some smart-ass comment. I can't even remember what it was. And it felt dead. And I'm like, oh, you're that guy. You're that guy in the office that, like, everyone secretly hates. You think you're really funny. You're like a David Brent character, but with less charm. Yeah, you know what is. I mean? Like, David Brent eventually becomes likable. Jim Ross is becoming more and more unlikable mm. as this show goes on. Anyway. Uh, just, just... That's out of the way now. The the other the other thing that's that's kind of related to AEW is that uh, on April tw- so Rich Swan and Moose are gonna this is an Impact thing. Rich Swan and Moose are gonna have a title yeah. unification, the Impact title and the TNA title, and then and on April twenty fourth uh, at Impact Rebellion, which is in no way related to AEW Revolution. Uh, Kenny Omega will face the winner of that unification match in a title versus title. Uh, And the interesting thing here was apparently uh, like AAA were like, well, we have the best wrestler in the world as our champion and he comes in three times a year and has, you know, A-plus matches and pops a rating. Impact don't want, uh, apparently, that they want to keep their title on a guy who's going to be on TV every week for them. You know, they have a TV show. Mm. Yeah. it's important yeah, to them, uh, which Kenny's not going to be, apparently. So how are they going to do this title versus title? I'm assuming Rich Swan or Moose is not going to be the AEW champion. Uh, <laughs> that, that would be a swerve. swerve. But, you know, is is Kenny <laughs> going to win? Who knows? Because And the other thing is Tony doesn't want him to lose until he loses the title, which is fair enough. Um Hmm. So, is this going to go to a time limit draw? Is it going to be a disqualification? How are they going to get themselves out of this title versus hmm. title? And is that is anything other than Kenny Omega holding the Impact World title disappointing? I know we're talking about a pay-per-view yeah, that's I a hope... month and a half away, but still. No, no, but, you know, Impact and AEW, it's all, you know, it's all the magic. To- what's Tony, to- what's the, the forbidden Tony door called now? The Forbidden Door, that's it. <laughs> um, I didn't get a chance to watch Impact. It's like the first time in eight weeks, or I haven't watched it this week. I've um, just been really busy with moving house. So that uh, always takes uh, precedence when that shit's going on. Anyway, um, I was uh, like, I thought they reinstated the TNA belt as like, oh, okay, mm. well, Rich Swan will lose the Impact belt to Kenny, and then Moose yeah. will be by default, will be the world champion and then Rich and Moose can battle out for that mm. while, you know, um, while Kenny Omega prances around the world going, look at all the belts I've got. But, uh, yeah, when I, when I saw that unification thing, I was like, oh. I really can't think of how that would be booked where it doesn't, you know, and if Impact is saying, unless it's, you know, unless it's to try and swerve us where Kenny does win it and then there's yeah. no champion. But they don't even, I suppose they've got the X division, right? That's kind of the mid-card cruiserweight. But they're really locking themselves in. If bells. if Kenny can't lose the Impact title until he loses the AEW title, they are really locking themselves in to be a B show if Kenny's their champion. Because, you know, it's always the, the A story is going to be a, him in a different title that he's held for mm. longer and is more important. And also sometimes he comes down to the junior leagues to defend his other title and they can't, he can't be beaten for that title, according to Meltzer anyway, until he loses the AEW title, which could be another year. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. And I agree with that booking. I mean, it would be weird for Kenny Omega to lose an impact, but mm. like, you'd know, be undefeated in AEW. It would just, yeah. Um, yeah. And also, I mean, you know, this isn't hasn't really been spoken about at all. And I suppose it's probably because not that many people care about it. But, you know, impact will be going head to head with NXT. If, if NXT moves. As well. Oh, they're, they're well, you, you said that, that Cody Rhodes was going to be head of the new Four Horsemen. So, can't trust everything Look, you say, get- Damien. Look, what what's my average so far? Like ninety seven point eight percent or something? Like it's you know it's pretty good. Not even Don Bradman had an average of a hundred, man. <laughs> and we've lost all our <laughs> listeners, so now we can talk about what we want to talk about: dudes and their hogs. Finally, <laughs> hog talk. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I got that wrong. You want to talk about that now? Yeah, you let's want to talk, talk about, about the it. end now. I do. 
Uh, I got swerved. You swerved? Uh, yeah, I did actually. Yeah, 100%. No um, one saw that coming, right? It, I tell you what, for MJF to perfectly plot that sequence of events, he uh, is a true <laughs> genius. He's an evil genius, right? So, I suppose you could kind of look through the storyline and be like, well, you know, I mean, because they, they kind of said it themselves. Like, Chris was like, do you think we don't talk to each other, you stupid idiot? Mm. Uh, you know, I mean, if MJF's playing, you know, he's the Donald Trump of uh, AEW, he's playing five-dimensional chess <laughs> while everyone else is playing checkers. Are we... Are we... <laughs> are they going to... Is next week's big thing at St. Patrick's Day Slam... Is they're going to... It's good to see Irish... White Irish people finally being represented on television as well, by the way. It's one it of- is good, yes. Finally. <laughs> finally, um, my, finally, my, you know, heritage is being shown on television <laughs> back at me. The uh, uh, They're going to call themselves the Four Horsemen, yeah? Well, they can't. There's five of them, plus Tully. There's no, six. but there was always more than that in the Horsemen. No. What do you mean? There was only ever four in the Horsemen at one time. There's been more than, you know... When were there five? At the uh, beginning. There's... Hold on. Sorry. I I need to refresh my memory. Because the original original one was Rick Arn... Oh, my God. The other Anderson. I'm completely forgetting his name. Ollie Anderson and... Tully. And Tully, then James right? Dillon, JJ Dillon, and JJ Dillon, yeah. Um, and then Lex Luger became part of them. Oh, and there were five. Yeah, and then they yeah. kicked Ollie out, and then there were four. But I'm right. pretty sure later in, I mean, they might go. just call themselves like the Horsemen. I mean, surely WWE owns the Four Horsemen, right? No, because I think they're... the Four Horsemen's trademarked by AEW. I think they got it in that big trademark thing. Oh. The uh... we look. I just want to. I just want to quickly say, anyone who's been listening to us since the start, we were pretty close to being correct. <laughs> I mean, it was MJF instead of Cody. Yeah. Look, it's we've not- essentially been saying Sean Spears and. I mean, you didn't want to admit that it was going to be Sean Spears being involved in. I completely understand why, but <laughs> there he is <laughs> with his stupid mohawk. Yeah. I'd... Prancing around the ring. <laughs> I'm just glad he's there. Like a tit. Yeah, I heard someone during the week. Oh, it was bloody Simon Miller. Uh, talk about giving him a chance because he has an upside and all of his gimmicks have sort of fallen through because of COVID and things like well, that. Well, so, not really you know. because of, he the perfect 10 Sean Spears gimmick. Uh, sorry, what was his name? Something Luger? No, what was it? Shotgun Charlie or something? He was the chairman. No, the no, no, no. In, he... um, in WWE, the perfect 10. Oh, he was the perfect 10. But yeah. what was his actual name? There was a gun involved. Ty Dillinger. Not a gun, no gunman. That yeah. you know that got that got over huge, but then Corona just cut him. Poor, poor time. Yeah, but he felt like didn't didn't wasn't that that sort of NXT thing where he was a big deal in NXT and then well, got to the main roster and no one cared. He was sort of a medium deal in NXT, right? Like he wasn't like a he wasn't in the in the world title feud. But uh, I, I think I think he can be a mid card guy. For the five horsemen or whatever they're going to, I just hope they fucking kick him out and become the four horsemen without him. So MJF, Wardlow, and FTR. Yeah, that's a good four. And Tully is JJ Dillon. (laughs) It's pretty sick. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty into that. And also, we get to keep the inner circle as well. Yeah, as faces. A little bit. Yeah, I don't know about that. Do we want to see face? Yeah, it, I want Chris to do something new-ish, you know. But he, like he, like at some point he's going to go away for a little while. Like I think COVID's kept him on TV longer than usual because you know otherwise he'd be off touring more extensively for with Fozzy than just. Well, it's not for want of trying. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's 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 that's unfortunately accurate. Um. 
Never listen to your heroes po- politics podcast, kids. That's never no, used to be never. Not. It used to be never meet your heroes. Now it's don't listen to their opinions on the internet. No, no. I, I keep shutting down social media more and more each day. I, I just get more and more disappointed. By <laughs> people, <laughs> just like I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about any artist's personal life at all ever. I just want to enjoy. The art. We can call wrestling art, right? Yeah, I mean, we can call it whatever we want. Um, the uh, <laughs> We can. It's our podcast. We, we may not, but we can. Um, I, mm. I'll tell you what really disappointed me this week was uh, sort of felt like uh, I was really keen on Eddie Kingston gave an absolutely fucking murderously good promo sitting next to Moxley. Actually, completely, like, for me, made the main event of Revolution better. Yeah. Um, by explaining that the reason why he was such a fucking goober was that he uh, he got flashbacks to prison. Like, he was like, yeah. you know, I haven't had a panic attack like that. It's just, it was such a human promo and such a, like, he's just so, f- he is so next level good. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, all I want to see is uh, Eddie Kingston and Kenny Omega. Like, that's, yeah. you know, it's not going to draw um, just because everyone knows who's going to win. But, like... As a feud, mm. it'll make great television. Like, yeah, uh, and it, like the way he, like Eddie Kingston as a face, is somehow actually better than Eddie Kingston as a heel because he's, you know, <laughs> he's just great. Like he's just this scrapper who will get the absolute shit kicked out of him just on principle. Like when he mm. walked into the ring and, you know, refused, uh, you know, when he, when he punched Kenny Omega. And even though he knew he was going to get trucked by the Good Brothers, like, that was truly wonderful. Like, the fact that he is just this thug who, you know, came up from the streets and he just isn't going to be disrespected by some guy not wearing socks and wearing boat shoes. And Kenny Omega's shoes in that segment was something else. (laughs) Um, He does pay attention to every little thing. It's fantastic. I I was thinking Uh, about buying the shirt he was wearing throughout the whole segment, though. Um, but then Christian Cage comes this out. This week. Yeah. I'm into Kenny Omega's shirt. Um, Christian Cage comes out, and now it looks like he's in the world title program with Kenny. I don't want that immediately. You don't? Nah. I want to, I want the Eddie Kingston story to play out. Um, I think there's legs in it. Like, Christian Cage shouldn't win the AEW title. Do you think it's interesting... That Christian, first of all, they've paid. That's his TNA theme song. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. I, I saw saw on Instagram the other day an old TNA clip, and I was like, "Oh, it's the same yeah. video can, package and everything." I'm gonna, J- I'm, Jumbotron I'm, thing. I'm going to ask you a question that we can come back to, but um, because mm. I, I I really want to make the point that I'm about to make, but have a think about this while I'm while I'm pontificating at length. Um, okay. What what song, what popular song would have you chosen for, would have you got Tony Khan to pay for? Um, anyway, back to my point. Christian Cage is... For, for myself or for, for Christian? Christian Cage, sorry. Oh, um, okay. As a theme. Uh, Christian is, goes to WWE, is the ultimate, like, sort of mid-card filler guy that does the creepy little bastard that Vince hates that doesn't get pushed, but, like, the crowd are sort of into, like, off and on. And which, which is, can I, sorry, can mm. I just interrupt there? Vince talks about Christian like he is this fucking weird, mutated, gremlin-looking <laughs> motherfucker, and he is so handsome. It's outrageous. He's such a handsome guy. It's bizarre. <laughs> How can, what was Vince looking at? I mean, I know Edge is standing next to him. who's also a handsome dude. I think I Christian think is Christian more handsome is than Edge. Better looking. Look, yeah, look, so do I. That can be the name of this title. Uh, this, this episode, <laughs> Christian is better looking than Edge. Than Edge, yeah. Uh, we have the host. It'll at least agree. get discussion happening. Yeah, but then so, so he's this middle middle of the road guy that sort of doesn't really get backed, and you know, can go out and have a good match, have a good feud. But like, I reckon probably the reason why WWE didn't sign him was that they've got four, five, you know, matches a year with Edge. Maybe not even that. They might have two matches a year with Edge for the next four years. And they were like, we're not going to waste it on a tag team reunion and we're not going to waste it on another Edge versus Christian match. Like, they Mm. want Edge against either young people to build them up or 
people, you know, Brock Lesnar to pop a rating or whatever, um, yeah. or pop a pop a buy rate. Um, the point being that he's that in WWE, but as soon as he steps out of WWE, he goes to TNA, immediately becomes champion is like this massive deal. He's just an absolute god in TNA. He's the first inductee, I think, or second inductee into their Hall of Fame. Second, I think. Mm. It comes to AEW, teased as this huge, enormous star, uh, immediately in the world title picture, and he's, you know, this this god of wrestling. And it's like, isn't that Mm. bizarre, the discord between how he is presented in this one company versus the rest of wrestling? Yeah, I mean, it is. I remember uh, when I was really going through a phase of listening to, like, hours of Conrad and Bruce podcasts a week. Uh, I think they did a whole episode on Christian, right? It was either about Edge and Christian or or Christian. And even Bruce, who usually, you know, I mean, in those days he was a little more, Mm. he didn't hold the line as much as he does now. But, uh, you know, he, he, he said in that episode of, like, Christian's one of the best workers I've ever seen in, in the ring. Yeah. I mean, Bruce has been involved in wrestling for what, 40 years, mm. 50 years. Uh, said he was a super nice guy. was super professional in and out of the ring mm. uh, pro- and probably should have been pushed more. But for some reason, Vince just didn't see it. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, and I think that's probably, I think that's probably it. You know, it's the, that WWE has always been a one man show really. Yeah. And if that man doesn't, you know, there, there can be people rooting for you, you know, whether it's a John Laronitis or uh, a Brucey e. P or whatever. Mm. But ultimately, if the old man doesn't dig you, then you're just not going to get pushed. And then when you go somewhere else, everyone else is like, holy shit, yeah. you're amazing. Um, and they see the true worth of you. But I think I think Christian's albatross around his neck has been his best friend yeah you know unfortunately is that like you know as much as those guys are best mates and all that sort of thing he is constantly compared in wwe at Mm. least he is constantly compared to his slightly taller slightly maybe better looking slightly more successful best mate you know and so that specter kind of hangs over him in everything that he does in WWE, and it would have been the same this time around. It was already happening, you know. Yeah. Edge was the first one to come back. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like his. They both they both debuted in a Royal Rumble, but people are going to remember Edge a little bit more than they're going to remember Christians. You know, like when Christian re-debuted, it was all in the service of Edge. Mm. You know, Vince's attitude to Christian has not changed in thirty years or whatever it's been. Well- so. Do you think... Yeah, it's bizarre. Like, he hasn't spoken in AEW yet. He's now appeared twice not spoken. Um, I think that we probably need to be reintroduced to Christian because he hasn't been on TV for five years. Like, it would be nice to sort of know what this character is like. It's... it's, I don't know. I just feel it's very, very early. Like, it, it establishes him as a main event player, but it's very, very early to have him come in lose a title match and you know maybe we should like he could be built up to get there and then you're like oh shit like this is a real you know maybe he's like he's got the fans behind him maybe he's the guy maybe he's gonna beat kenny omega Hmm. he's also a great talker yeah it's probably the thing that you know i enjoyed about christian the most especially when he came back from tna to wwe and i Mm. didn't you know i liked christian and edge when i was a kid because i was like cool they were the cool funny guys with long hair right you know what yeah. I mean? but i didn't really differentiate between them you know probably like when you first sort of listen to a podcast you can't work out whose voice is who you know mm. and then after over time you're like oh that's baba and that's baba um so when christian came back and was doing a solo run edge wasn't there i feel like he really could flourish and he flourished on the mic you know so Oh, yeah, I was a bit disappointed this week when he came out and I was like, oh, we're going to get a Christian promo. This is sick. Mm. Um, and the, and, and uh, it also reminds me a little bit of the way Sting was packaged as well. Like, he keeps coming out, not saying anything, going back in. Yeah. I know it's old school wrestling booking, especially with a big new signing to pace it out. Mm. But um, I just reckon get into the... Yeah. Into the story. But I'm also a little bit disappointed that he... Like, I feel... 
I don't know. I feel, you know, Cody said at the beginning of AEW that you've, like, the difference between AEW and WWE is that they will do the work. You know what I mean? And, like, you know, as far as telling stories and all that kind of thing is concerned. Mm. And I just worry that if Christian comes straight into the picture with Kenny Omega that they haven't done the work in that storyline, you know? Especially when they've got, like you say, Eddie Kingston right there. Yeah. To tell a wonderful story between the two of them. Like, if you, like just have Christian... I can't think of anyone off the top of my head because it feels like everyone's sort of in a feud. Um, but I would prefer to see him have, you know, three months of feuding with someone. Yeah. And then maybe go into the title picture rather than... But he's a big signing and they made a big deal out of him, so I kind of get where they're coming from, but... It might... It, yeah, it would be nice to wait and just see... Um, like, it would be nice to get to know him in AEW before he's immediately in the title picture, in, in my view. And, like, you know, I think the the other, you know, debut of... Like I, I, like, I look forward to seeing, just to be clear, like, it'll be a really good match, Kenny Omega versus Christian, and they can build this feud. Like, this, I'm not saying, like, come come the match. If the match is in two months, like, the feud could be amazing. Um, the... Uh, the, I mean, the other signing that they've got at the moment is Ethan Page, who I'm really excited about. Yeah, he got his first win this I week. I think it was a, a little bit disappointing that his first win came and it wasn't really about him at all and it was all about a QT Marshall storyline. Um, like, I'm not saying that Ethan Page needs to be a meet. Like, he real like, no one knows who Ethan Page is uh, unless you've been watching Impact. So only you and I know who Ethan Page is. Um, but, uh, you know, this is unacceptable uh, to, to have a QT Marshall storyline on television. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fuck, anyone who listens to our podcast knows how I feel about QT Marshall. It, it just... It, it also feels like he's stopped his road gain as well, so that makes him look even less fucking interesting. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I, I don't... You know, I've spoken about this a lot. I'm trying really hard not to be a broken record. Um, so, you know, I'll just all I'll say is that, you know, it is absolutely crystal clear, transparent uh, that this storyline is happening on the basis of nepotism and nepotism alone. You know? yeah. I mean, anyone who's watched AEW for a long period of time has seen QT Marshall in the ring. I understand he's a good guy. I understand that he's an agent and a trainer. I understand that everybody loves him. So what? I'm not here to watch people. <laughs> I'm not here to watch people who are good guys. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what yeah. making a good TV show is about. And you're exactly right, man. When you go and sign someone like Ethan Page, who has a huge upside, yeah, and he got the win. So I know the argument could be like, well, he got the win. What are you complaining about? Hmm. But the fact that his first match in on dynamite is even against qt marshall let alone that the whole storyline oh no it was against uh johnson wasn't it sorry yeah big shoddy yeah Mm -mm. um yeah sorry i completely forgot that part that's what i'm saying like i didn't even remember that johnson was even involved in the match you know what i mean yeah so it's like the only thing that i remembered from it is me seething going what is qt marshall doing out here (laughs) And then being like, fuck, poor Ethan Page, Mm. you know what I mean? Like, he's gone from the karate man thing where everyone was like, you're the worst, you're evil, you're ruining impact. And then he comes to AEW and the first thing he has to do (laughs) is have on Dynamite is have a match against Johnson and QT Marshall to set up a match against Dustin Rhodes, essentially, at some point. Like, that no one would... If you were watching it on... You know, because we do the podcast, I don't fast forward through anything. Mm. But if we weren't, I would be fast forwarding through this. Yeah, that's that's my that's my that's me putting an underline <laughs> through this. <laughs> um, are the young bucks going to break up? No. You know, reckon? No. Oh man, there was some pretty Sean and Marty warning signs going on on Wednesday night. Do you Solo, think? there's no Sean there. Uh, I don't know. Because Nick Jackson is so good in the ring. Yeah. You know what I mean? You give him a manager, he could be okay. 
But here's, here's why I think it might be happening. Did you notice about two months ago, hmm. all of a sudden, Matt Jackson started wearing a crucifix dangly earring? Yes. Like a, the like a cool Michaels. guy. Like a guy. Yeah. Do you want to say... Just... I think you've read a lot. And then they did that. They, ca- they can't break up. The 200 a... episode of BTE, they did the recreation of Sean and Marty in the barbershop. Nah. But it was all a dream? Nah, I'm not buying it. Sorry. I just can't. I can't picture it. They, they're they just too... They're just... You know, they're, they're a tag team. Like, that's where... Here's my... Pre- Here's my next prediction, all right? They're also a significantly a bigger in- name as a tag team for AEW than they would be as a singles. Like, the tag teams mm. are one of the differentiations of AEW to WWE. Yeah, I know. But it doesn't mean they can't get back together. You can break up and get back together. I don't together. think you should lose your best mm. and most famous tag team. But anyway, keep, carry on. What's your prediction? Go on. Hmm, I don't know about best. The FTR exist. Uh, Jurassic... World, what are they oh, called? Oh, you can't Jurassic. say. I'm sorry. What, that, enough great? of that. They're not. They're not the young <laughs> Lucha bucks. Bros. They're not the young. The Lucha Bros. The Lucha Bros. Are, might be. They what, might be. The what only if it one. ends up happening like the Lucha Bros, where like Nick tags with someone else, and then Matt goes off and has his little singles run or something? No, they look too alike. Like if one of them's going to get you know surgery or something, and they want to keep one of the young bucks on, they're too valuable as a tag team, as they should be. Like. Okay, here's Go my on. prediction, right? Um, and I may be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> the Young Bucks, before the end of the year, will break up and have a feud against each other. And Matt will be Shawn Michaels and Nick will be Marty Jannetty. <laughs> Hopefully not like Marty Jannetty. Or and then they'll both end up being Bret Hart um, because it'll be garbage I don't mm, want to watch. Um, the greatest wrestler of all time. <laughs> God, in no way. Um does any other wrestler have one of the ropes named after them? I don't know. Yes, Johnny Rope. Brett's Rope? Johnny Rope. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll Johnny Rope. <laughs> oh, Johnny Turnbuckle. What a fucking great name for a wrestler. I'm sorry, but Chris Benoit is the best in-ring wrestler ever. Uh, Bret Hart's good. Bret Hart's yeah, top five. But he is. Chris Benoit would have told you that Bret Hart's the greatest wrestler well, of all time. Well, actually, I don't think we should always take what Chris Benoit says as the right thing, Damien. But good job. <laughs> yeah, look, like, you know, you can back Chris Benoit as a human being. I'm just saying in the ring, he uh, he was a very, very good, uh, very good wrestler. That's I just want to be very clear. Wrestler. Um, hey, um, if... Jake the Snake isn't going to talk. Is there much use for him anymore? I mean, I love seeing him around, but he just isn't doing anything at the moment with the murder hawk. Dave, uh, it just just seems a bit weird. He's just sort of just hanging around. Our our third silent co-host, Dave Meltzer, uh, says that he said that he's a bit over seeing Jake in this current role. Well, because he's not doing anything, right? Like, the whole reason Jake's there is to be the mouthpiece for someone. Yeah. Uh, it's also... I was thinking, as he sort of scampered off in, like, his runners and stuff, I was like, why doesn't he have fucking, like, boots and, you know, doesn't look like... Just even, like, nice leather boots. Yeah. Like, it's those little presentation things that AEW can really let themselves down on a little bit. Like, just the, the amount of dudes in, like, tracksuit pants running out and that kind of stuff where it's, like, hmm. be a little, it looks be a little right. bit better. Yeah, we sound like... I can't believe we're agreeing with Vince. Wear a fucking suit. Yeah, yeah. It's not hard. Or, you know, like, at least present yourself as the... It literally looks like they've had to drop their PlayStation controller to come out and do their... You know what mm. I mean? Which they probably have. Yeah. But, like, it's just... You know, I mean... Uh, MJF, every time you see him, every time, he is dressed as MJF. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really you, great name point. A, name a fucking time where you've seen him in track pants or, you know what I mean? Like, it just just doesn't happen. I was watching Christian talking to Renee on her oral sessions yeah. podcast this morning, and he was in a tracksuit and stuff like that. MJF, if, if he, I assume he's probably been on it before, but I guarantee you he was in a suit wearing a Burberry... Scott. Mm. 100%. You know what I mean? It, it, 
you know, Tony looks like my mum going to the footy. <laughs> you know, he's got big, his big mum jeans on and his mm. windbreaker. Yeah, that and needs to stop. I hate that. And- <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> and the and the mum runners and stuff like yeah. it just. Put them in suits, man. If they can't dress themselves, this is where Vince eventually got to. Where it's like, you can't dress yourselves, so there's a fucking suit policy. Yeah. You're either in your ring gear or a suit. That's it. Particularly for the presenters and stuff. It just, you know. Oh, absolutely. (sighs) Like, you can be Corey Graves if you want. You can wear the most outlandish, ridiculous suits on Mm. the face of the planet. I mean, there's a lot of the time when I look at Corey, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. (laughs) But, uh, you know... (laughs) Because I'm that kind of dude. Uh, I'm a real Ed, Ed Hardy guy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, at least it's like, you know, I, I just, whenever you look at that desk, you know what I mean? And it's like, one of them's wearing a t-shirt, one of them's got a skivvy on and stuff. Anyway. Um, uh, what else? Oh, yeah. The Brit and Rosa angle. We mentioned it earlier. Oh. But it's finally happening, right? Yeah, I think we're going to finally get the last of these matches. And then I'm assuming, I don't like, I don't know which one, but I'm assuming Britt Baker is going to uh, win through, like, why would it be a no disqualification, unsanctioned match unless the heel was going to do something dastardly? Um, yeah. Well, then it allows Thunder Rosa to chase Britt Baker anyway, if you're going to have a continuing feud. Yeah. And then, uh, or you can come back to it later on as well. Like, I just want to see them wrestle. I just want to see as much as I enjoyed. I, th- I actually think I enjoyed the women's match the most out of all that everything that happened on Dynamite this week, which was a really mm. good episode. I really enjoyed most of it. But I think the girls' match was the most that uh, it was the most enjoyable thing for me anyway. But the the it's not a negative, but the one thing that by the end of it was like I really and as the point of the segment i really want to see brick baker and thunder rosa one-on-one yeah. in a ring the other thing as well man is that thunder rosa uh, i know you're probably going to screw your face up at this but thunder rosa is still signed to nwa who are about to start <laughs> literally rolled his eyes but they are they're, they're about to start doing power uh in three Great. Weeks time so we get to see some wrestlers cosplay uh, wrestlers it's the it is the weird <laughs> al yankovic of wrestling why are you quoting Jim Cornette? Did he say that? What's the... <laughs> That's, he's always banging on about how everyone's a cosplayer and blah, oh. blah. Coming from a man who never actually wrestled <laughs> in his life. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm pretty sure that's a, a gimmick, the Jim Cornette thing. Uh, anyway, we shouldn't be mentioning him because he's a fucking racist piece of shit. Anyway, um, yeah, so... What my point is, I don't know how long AEW are going to have Thunder Rosa for, which is a real shame because she's obviously fantastic. Yeah, hopefully they do. They get a they that she stays there, um, because she's the best. Well, there's nothing stopping her from going back and forth. Yeah, it yeah. just depends on what the agreement is NWA and AEW have, which they seem like they're pretty friendly. But NWA are going to be relying on Thunder Rosa. Mm hugely to get people to watch the show because she's essentially the biggest name on their roster. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. She's, um, fuck, she's so charismatic. Except for Tyrus. Oh. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> Enough of that. That's all right. You guys will be able to listen to me talk about it when the Power <laughs> podcast comes back, whenever that is, if it happens. Yeah, well... <laughs> Hey, uh, this I've heard a couple of rumours about uh, that broke yeah, today go. Uh, about wrestlers who are interested in 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 AEW. One's a bit of a long shot, uh, but Mark Henry has said in the last couple of days that he wants to wrestle again. That he's dropped down to about one hundred and eighty kgs or one hundred and sixty kgs or something like that. He's in the best condition of his life all that kind of returning wrestler talk um but there's no wwe like there's wwe is not a hundred percent confirmed uh and he also mentioned the big show in in his interview as well which has made people go oh he's going to AEW. would you want to see the hall of pain in AEW? no nah. i'm out on that one yeah i think it's you know me either <laughs> yeah 
that would be i think that would be the worst possible you know what i was sort of worried about after christian i was like okay well now that we've got christian hmm. let's just let's just that's enough of the old boys let's get some you know current wrestlers yeah. signed if we're going to sign anyone and the next guy is a very current wrestler and a guy that I think is fantastic. And I'm sort of shocked that this has happened because um, if it's true, it's a very much a rumor. But supposedly Andrade has asked for his release from WWE. WWE, this is this is breaking depending on when you're listening to it. But in the last hour, I read an, uh, the top article on Wrestling Inc. is that WWE has told him to get fucked and that he's signed with them. So he's under contract, okay. which is which is shit. Because I heard the same thing this morning, and I was like, "Oh man, I want to see like Andrade in AEW is exactly exactly the type of guy exactly that should be getting exactly the kind of signing that yeah yeah I 100 agree. <clears throat> if they could get Andrade and say Alistair Black in the mm. same month, oh god, that just that would just be two of the best signings that they that they yep. could get, right? It's weird, though, because he is, uh, Andrade is in a long-term relationship with Charlotte Flair, who is obviously, you know, one of WWE's biggest stars, if not the biggest. Um, well, that's probably... She's, she's anyway, big. you know what I mean. Maybe the biggest w- women's yeah. wrestler. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that... Wor- you know what I mean? Like... But, I mean, he's not... I have started watching a little bit of WWE again, which I feel really bad about. But, anyway, I've been doing it. And uh, <laughs> he's not being really used at all. He, uh, I don't know whether this is Selena Vega adjacent where he's getting punished for his relation... I mean, for being friendly with Selena Vega, although <laughs> that faction was put together by WWE, <sighs> so you can't... You can't punish someone for being in a faction that you Once told again, them to be in. Once again, you can. But what, well, you can in WWE, absolutely. So, um, okay. Well, that's disappointing. Sorry about that. I probably should have conferred with you before no, putting no, it on no. the podcast. It's, still, it's worth saying that this interesting <laughs> thing is happening because, you know, it might be in a month. Like, we'll find out. Like, these, if he doesn't, if things don't get better, we'll, you know, maybe he will go. Well, I mean, usually the way these, th- the way these things turn out is that once they go public, they very rarely stick around, right? Like, it's once the contract's over, he will leave. I hope so. So, um, I really hope, I really hope AEW are trying everything they possibly can to get Alistair Black on that roster. The, the, he would 100% be the kind of guy that I think we're both talking about. He'd as be far perfect. As- as far as, uh, you know, how old is Elspeth? Something, like, something like that. But he's 30s? got such an interesting look. It just, uh, it would, it yeah, would be absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably everything. Well, we got, we got to come back uh, to uh, what song would you have Christian enter to? Oh, shit. Um, I think his first, I mean... WWE would never sell it, but his first theme, the Christian. Yeah, that's it. Christian. I love that. <laughs> that's one of my favourite wrestling themes of well, all time. Well, I'm going to go for. Uh, as oh, yeah, far go, as. Go, go. Oh, you go, and then that gives me a little bit well, of Well, given time his, his name is Christian <laughs> Cage, uh, I would consider doing a deal with our old friend uh, Billy Corgan, just coming out to Bullet with Butterfly mm-hmm. Wings. Oh. Uh, it, yeah, people would be like great. way fucking into it. It's a ripping song. It says Cage in it. Who cares? It'd be sick. As long as like, because if it was WWE and they got the rights to Bullet with Butterfly Wings, they would have like, it's like, oh, Randy Orton now carries like a secret cage around with him with a rat in it. Like that, they're like, we got to make him match to the song. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's angry. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Maybe uh, if you want to go real lo-fi, you could have um, Arcade Fire, My Buddy is a Cage. <laughs> Just to get the crowd really pumped up as someone runs to the <laughs> ring. <laughs> I mean... you can, As much as I love Arcade Fire, you couldn't have any Arcade Fire song. It's a 
was a wrestling you, you, entrance at all. Uh, maybe a couple of things off the most recent album, but yeah, the first three albums, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I'm now just thinking of like various like weird cage, cage songs. songs. Yeah, that none of them are particular. Rusty Cage by Soundgarden. <laughs> That's what that song's yeah, called, right? So. Rusty Cage. <laughs> that Johnny cash did a really good version of you could do the johnny cat oh you could do the johnny cash version of rusty that's cage. a that's an interesting yeah rusty cage by johnny cash that would be actually really cool be like a grizzle you know he's the grizzled veteran <laughs> rusty cage <laughs> but i think yours yours wins and billy corgan you know is a wrestling fan i didn't know that he was in a band i just knew him as the nwa he's oh no so yeah they're, they're they're like a little sort of side indie project like how um James Dolan, who owns the New York Knicks, has like Jimmy and the Hot Shot or something. Some some like terrible jazz band. Um, they're just like that. They're just rubbish. Oh, God. Um, I would also <laughs> just saw- just just to go back. I'm sorry. You go. Uh, Heart in the Cage by the Strokes would be kind of cool. Oh, that's brilliant. You were killing it at this. I'm not. I did you just type in cage? Songs I did just then, Google? but I did. I did. Like I thought of. I thought of. Uh, I thought of the Smashing Pumpkins myself. Um, okay, cool. All right. Well, you get that one, but you can't because <laughs> I noticed you weren't looking at me anymore. You were just looking off to the side and like, oh, okay, he's re- <laughs> he's just typed in cage songs. I have you in the same me. anyway. You can't do that. Um, fair enough. The uh, <laughs> well, we're 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 done. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So th- I hope you guys enjoyed this format it's a bit more loosey-goosey rather than going through every single match but we kind of figured that you guys would have either watched it already or you just want to hear you know me personally i just want to hear a couple of people chat about stuff rather than sort of i think that's our strength right it's just (laughs) chatting about stuff rather than trying to be proper wrestling journalists or anything like that uh so anyway we hope that you've enjoyed that let us know either way uh, rate and review. Uh, follow us on the socials. We're WrestleWolf Pod on pretty much everything. Um, but if you just type in WrestleWolf into Google, we're the first thing that comes up now, which is very nice. Uh, and uh, until next time, brother friend. Oh, you, yeah, you can listen to our WCW show, our ECW show. Um, you don't subscribe anymore, Matt. Have you heard no. about this with Apple Podcasts? So they've changed the wording from subscribe to follow because. 78% of people thought that subscribe meant you had to pay. Yeah. Mm. Which actually kind of makes sense. A subscription is usually a... So they're changing it. So you can follow us uh, on uh, Apple Podcasts and um, it costs nothing. And if you do that, you get thousands of shows that we do. We do paper for paper, paper view reviews. <laughs> That's very difficult to say. <laughs> Our ACW show, our WCW show, our AEW show. There'll be an NWA show coming out. Oh, my God. So much wrestling, Matt. But anyway, uh, until next and, time. Uh, apologies dead, to uh, AEW world champion Kenny Omega. We've just run out of time. You'll hopefully have you on next time. <laughs>